There's a Zen proverb that says, It takes a wise man to learn from his mistakes, but an even wiser man to learn from others. This is Raw Rants. Raw Rants. Business and life is hard. And on this show, you'll hear from people that have been through it all. The ups, the downs, the struggles, and the wins. Get ready for a real, direct, unscripted, fun, and thought-provoking podcast. This is Raw Rants. Your host is a dad who built six companies. He's a serial entrepreneur angel investor, soccer club co-owner who's lived in Europe, Asia, and North America. Oh, and he's a dog dad, Stefan Tieringer. Folks, and this is You Know That Music, and you are back at another edition of Raw Rants. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to all the new friends, first of all, because the new friends are always the most important ones, because new friends become old friends. So welcome back to also all the old friends. Today, I am so honored. I have somebody there who is actually in my home country. And that's Germany. And we're connected to one of probably, if you've ever traveled Germany, particularly the south, one of the most beautiful areas, and I can say it properly, and I want to hear you all as you're driving, as you're listening, I want to hear you all say it silently, Tegernsee, which is just a little bit outside of Munich. It is a stunning, beautiful area. And he is connecting with us today from there. When we spoke the first time, we discovered a couple of really funny coincidences. One of them, that his father was the bar manager, the chief of bar at one of the most prestigious, if not the prestigious, most prestigious hotel in Munich. And across the street from there was my first cocktail that I drove to from Stuttgart at Harry's New York Bar downstairs. So we're going to talk about that. And the gentleman who is with me today, his first name is Uwe. His last name is Dokon. He is working in an incredible, incredible area. He is helping individuals who are high performers, but not just look at high performing themselves, but also how can you support the couple? Because it always takes work-life integration to really be a high performer. That's the stuff he works with. And if I didn't get that right... He's, I'm certain he is going to get it right for us and correct me. And I am so honored. He's right here with me, Uwe Dakon, live from Tegernsee. Uwe, I'm so super honored you're there. Uh, that is awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Raw Rants. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's such a pleasure and already having goosebumps. So thank, thank you for that introduction. It's, it's just epic. So I'm really enjoying awesome. it coming here live. <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, Uwe, I mean, let's start. You are, and we had such a laugh about it. Let's start with Tegernsee, uh, which is, I mean, maybe you better, you know, you're right there right now in stunning weather. It is beautiful. It is like where everybody wants to be really in the summertime. And in the fall and in the spring, and it's one of those destinations where uh, everybody who knows the area and knows that you're there is jealous. Tell us a little bit more about it. How you ended up in Tegernsee? And don't forget about winter because we can we can, have, <laughs> we, we can we can go skiing as well. So that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there's only there's only one time over the year um, that uh, people don't want to come here, and that is uh, in November, and that is also in I think in January, February, because that's the worst year. So, but that's other than that, time. it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Then. Good. So, how how did I end up here? So, yeah, I you know I was born in Munich actually, and uh, I came uh, with my parents to Tegernsee. Uh, especially to Rottach Egan, which is a tongue breaker yeah. <laughs> for tongue twister yeah. for all Americans. And uh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's just, uh, you know, 20 minutes uh, to Austria uh, at the border. And uh, yep. it's a fantastic lake. It's beautiful. 
And we, we came from, from Munich um, because we took over a hospitality business. And the reason behind that was that my parents met uh, each other in Munich after the uh, Second World War. Uh, and uh, they were both working in hospitality. And as you mentioned, my, my dad was working, uh, well, well, not at that time, but early on, uh, before he went uh, to uh, Bayer Schahof, uh, becoming a bar chief, he worked in a couple of other, uh, you know, gastro uh, hospitality institutions in Munich. And there he met my mom, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then one of these, um, their bosses went, said, well, look, I have this uh, opportunity, you know, there on, in Rotterdam, close to Tegernsee. And um, do you want to take it over? So and, and they said yes. So they took me. I was just kind of like, you know, seven years old. And uh, so we moved uh, to Tegernsee. And this is, you know, how I ended up there. I went to school there, you know, and all that. And then a lot more. <laughs> so you were one of those originals who's really an original to Tegernsee and Rotterdam. Well, you can say that if you live here, if you know that with originals, they kind of like always say, in German, you say Zugroster, so that means like you're not kind of yeah, like yeah. part of the <laughs> originals. You're kind of like, yeah, you just came here. So it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like second yeah. rank. We tolerate, we tolerate you living here. We talk, we talk to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 we talk to you if you're lucky. That's awesome. So, so maybe another good way for us also to frame a little bit sure. uh, what you do is in in your work right now because i think you know you and i both notice we're in in related business meaning we have clients which are all over the world and you have done this for a long time i mean you've i, I think if i recall for 20 years almost you've been kind of remotely working with people you were kind of the pioneer then a little bit and teaching all of us in what is going to happen during COVID, and now we all adjusting to it finally and taking advantage of that in terms of um, you know, your parents in hospitality, the love of people, supporting people. I mean, you've observed that probably from an early age on. How has that related to, uh, and tell us what the work is you do today a little more, but how has that related in the work you do today? And, and, and what do you think has kind of some of those interactions you've observed with your parents and, and being exposed to that? How has that kind of inspired you? Wow, well, excellent question. So um, let me start with uh, saying that I've, uh, you know, done this for 14 years now, more than uh, 30,000 coaching hours, but it feels like 20 hours, <laughs> 20, 20 years. <laughs> so definitely that. And I must say, so starting from where I am today, and then I can just circle back to how I, how I get there and why what I learned on my way is kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm now the CEO at Liberating Lifestyles and the founder of what I call the AIM experience. And that is a, a three-step transformational experience for in-demand professionals and their spouses or life partners. And just a little bit about um, my core beliefs. I believe in cultivating the internal certainty and clarity that improve your outcomes financially and, you know, mm -hmm. in, in business and emotionally in your relationships. And this is kind of like where you know what i what i experienced when i grew up with my parents that kind of like there was always in uh, the the coffee shop that we had we had 20 employees we had uh on days uh you know 150 guests when it was raining and mm. we my my dad kind of like you know jokingly said yeah and you know um, he, he was praying so that it would rain <laughs> so, <'cause, laughs> And honestly, it was kind of like really the, the running joke um, around. You know, all I can think about, Uwe, now is uh, uh, rain in a beautiful area like Tegernsee and Café Sane. Yes, absolutely. Not Café That was like, okay. that's like, oh my God. I mean, like, that's what I'm going to, it's raining right now as we're recording. It's raining in Boston. Uh, thanks for that. So uh, you got me completely stuck on that now. And you know what, you know, and I was, I grew up there and I had to go to school every day and we had, 
we were doing all the uh, the baking of uh, you know mm. all cakes and everything. We did our own pralines, and uh, we had so it it was always kind of like the Backstube, as we say in German, and uh, always the smell of kind of like uh, that mm. uh, baking environment. So you're killing me. You're your killing me. Yes. <laughs> That was the idea. <laughs> so, it's working. <laughs> it's working. Great. Thank you. So, and essentially, um, so I grew up in that uh, environment where I kind of like it was always like business on the one side, but on the other side, we lived also uh, on the on the second floor above mm. uh, that uh, coffee shop where you could actually see down the the road in the center of of the of the town here, and uh, you know. People called it Poison Aquarium, and it was kind of like a, <laughs> a mean theme for saying a mean, mean actually, to say that something like yeah. Anyway, so I think we can translate that in a real way. It goes Is back. It goes a little bit back to what you said earlier, right? We have you here. We'd love for you to be our guests. Yes, and we may yes. talk to you, but then go back where you came from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like a little bit with distance and only the, the ones who were kind of like here in the, in the 40th generation or so said, uh, yeah. you know, said these things. But uh, essentially, we, we all took it with humor and it was always fun. Right. I mean, that's fantastic. So maybe the context for people listening is, so Bavaria, which is where Munich yeah. is the capital of, is a state in the very south of, uh, the furthest south before you get into Austria uh, in Germany. And Bavaria has, you know, is, a, is kind of an old royalty is it's still understood today in germany and there were the bavarians and and the prussians were kind of further up to the north and and as there was various states started talking to each other uh, there is this joke of it's high it's nice to be a price it's higher to be a buyer the translation is it's nice if you're prussian but you're really nobody until you are actually a bavarian so that was kind of always this very graceful but still, even today, a little bit understood off. Um, great where you're all from, but we're Bavarians. And don't yeah, forget that. Exactly. Right? Is that fair? Yeah, they let you know that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they lovingly let you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to completely detract you there. No, no, it's good. You're giving context. That's, that's excellent. So this is, uh, and, you know, in this kind of context, you know, uh, there, there's just other things coming up, but let's let's focus on on the question. You know, there's I experienced my family and uh, the business that we were in kind of like uh, parallel always. So there was always like this. Uh, you know, we had our dinner together after mm -hmm. the coffee shop closed, and so on. There was the safe haven, as I always mm -hmm. refer to it, uh, in my family, and then, you know, there's some other stuff we can talk about that in a little bit but i grew up in that environment where kind of like yeah it's it's fun it's uh, it's great to have being part of that safe haven as my family kind of like a campfire that you're sitting mm -hmm. around you know and having that experience so that is kind of like where i draw today also my my inspiration but also what uh, later on became um, my purpose of today really working with these high achiever families and uh, it was just there, and there was kind of like, you know, the the, the connecting dots uh, or the, the groundwork, so to speak, of uh, where I can always fall back to, kind of like that situation that uh, we 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 want to feel in a family regarding that safe haven. I love this. I mean, what you just said is like that the example you felt. Forget about you saw, you felt it. As you grew up, you said that safe haven, that that sitting around the campfire. Talk a little bit more about this. What that has, because I think what we don't talk enough about it in 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 executive management, in executive growth, leadership, dynamics, and all the various related topics, is what is the history that we bring into adulthood, adolescence, and then growing up, and how that translates into being a good leader and somebody who is effective internal and external so to speak in that balancing act what i hear you say is that today is kind of that the foundation of your practice it's the foundation of how you approach it because you had this privilege of growing up in a functioning family mm -hmm. and and that's kind of your wish and the impact you want to establish for people 
Is is that what I'm is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. But I think if if I may, you know, tap into the the deeper weeds of that because that is Please. one cornerstone. And but there's also uh, that other piece that is so important that formed me, shaped me in a way to the to uh, the man I'm today and uh, the. Uh, the uh, executive coach or lifestyle liberator, whatever you want to call me, um, um, today. And it started really six days before Christmas in 2016 when my mother died. And, you know, mm. I always cherished that I was there for her, holding her hands when she left. And as I just mentioned, I loved my family and it was my safe haven. And, you know, they they gave me their love and protection as a young boy. I was sexually abused and told no one. Mm. Then, you know, after I lost two very important family members, my uncle when I was 16 and my father when I was 23, something just broke inside of me. Mm. And I started to believe that, you know, the remaining members of my family had given up on me. I distanced myself from them, even my mother, because I felt I couldn't risk opening up to them. Mm. So I became isolated, separated from friends, lost my job, was overwhelmed physically and emotionally exhausted and felt there was no reason for being in this world. You know, I wasn't sad or angry. The truth is I didn't feel anything at all. And that's when I found myself at, on the edge of a bridge. <laughs> it was one cold winter night and I could see my breath as I slowly leaned forward. I let go. But at that moment, something happened. For the very first time since my father had died, I felt something inside me, and it drew me back from jumping. It mm -hmm. literally saved my life. And that night, I learned an important lesson. I learned that transformation requires more than letting go of the status quo. Without the other half of the equation, letting go just leaves you in free fall. So if all I had done on that bridge was let go, then I would not be here talking to you today. So you're probably wondering, what is the other half? Well, the second half of the equation is to feel, perceive, and let in what is already there. Mm -hmm. Letting go and letting in, it's a two-part mechanism. They are only complete as a pair. On that bridge, all those years ago, I let in a small spark that grew into a powerful flame. And I made myself a promise that I'm still keeping today to make it also my life's mission to help others Learn the secret. Mm -hmm. Because letting go and letting in is crucial for your well-being and your family's happiness. So letting in well, energy, wow. you know, positive thoughts in a sense of certainty, you know, letting go of self-doubt, fear, negativity, and stress. And it really is that simple. And the more you do it, the more it happens. And it's like a switch that you can consciously flip to strengthen and re-energize your relationship with your partner every single day. So uh, your letting wow. go and letting in switch is also known, you know, we call it also your own anti-burnout system and it mm. even can divorce-proof your marriage. So yeah. that's why I'm here today with you and, you know, uh, and can talk about this uh, because of all the cornerstones that, that I mentioned too. So bring yeah. that together. That enables me to help struggling relationships with their personal growth within a relationship. I love that. So first of thank you for sharing this, this story with us and, and, and on such a vulnerable way. Uh, secondly, let me tell you as one person, just here now, but I'm sure there's many others. I'm glad you're here with us. And you, you are sharing now kind of that moment, which was pivotal for you personally in life. But I think also now in retrospect for so many people who had the privilege of working with you, 
to be able to say, wow, he actually, based on his own experience, based on his own emotions, he's able to help us, me, building, as you call it, kind of the divorce-proof marriage or uh, mm-hmm. finding my own second piece of balance. Mm-hmm. And, and the way you just described that really is interesting and, and very much resonated with me also on a personal level. And I, I want to maybe speak a little bit more. You just started describing that second half, that piece where one piece you let go, but without mm-hmm. bringing back in, you're, you're only halfway there, if at all. Mm. People listening and people saying, oh, my God, I, I felt this way, or I was on the verge of walking onto that physical or virtual bridge and just letting go and throwing it all out without knowing where it's going to take me. Hmm. And I don't mean this in a sense of an entrepreneur of taking risks. I really mean this on a very detrimental, self-destructive hmm. kind of a way. Somebody listening, what would you say to them are maybe some pieces that you've learned in your own journey, but the way you also shared with your clients today, with the people who have the privilege of working with you? How would you share with somebody listening and say, hey, if this is happening for you, here's maybe one, two things you can try for yourself that may be bringing you into that space, into that light of there is transformation possible also for me that I can potentially find these pieces that I need to bring in. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I would say that in this moment, when I was standing on the edge of that bridge, you know, there was, you know, the the letting go part was kind of like the final step before realizing there's another one, there's another piece to the puzzle. And, you know, we're so focused and we are, we are learning this in our education to let go of things, but we never learn to let in mm. actively. So, and this is what is missing in that very moment because yes, transformation is possible, but that is the missing link in tra- transformation. That is how you can uh, break the code of your transformation. If you kind of like practice this, and this is what all my clients are going through with the AIM experience, which stands for activation, implementation, and manifestation. In activation, you actually learn to activate this letting go, letting in mechanism inside of you. Mm. So that is kind of like when you are, so you are prepared for the future um, that you can let go in the moment and let in and decide to actively, you know, consciously decide to let in something else that is already there waiting for you. Hmm. And this is the moment what we train you to help you get better at that. And of course, this is this, you know, we, we need to, um, you know, go through the to a certain process, you know, of, uh, you know, getting rid of false beliefs first, even identifying the core false mm. belief that's, that has stopped you for years and decades sometimes. And uh, that is what why this is so powerful, letting go and letting in. And then you can actively implement it in your uh, seven success areas. And then we need to manifest that because... That is the most crucial part because at that level, when you go, and these, by the way, they are always a level deeper. So activation and then implementation goes a level deeper and manifestation goes really to your core of your beliefs where you actually change the, uh, your core beliefs for the better with the result that you come out of this. No, you know, as Mark Twain always, uh, you know, famously uh, said, um, the two most important days in your life are the day when you're born and the day you find out why. So mm-hmm. this is my promise to you. Experience the second most important day in your life during manifestation because all it needs, the steps before, is to get to that point where yeah. you create absolute 100% certainty. I love that. Is there, is there, like in terms of the people that you've uh, worked with in, in, in your career so far, are there common denominators where you see certain patterns where you see certain behaviors that are commonalities um or certain things people do they they shouldn't better be doing because they're they're hurtful they're painful they're self-inflicted wounds um other things like that that may be helpful also for people listening 
to say, oh, I do this. I, I guess I shouldn't be doing that. Or, oh, I've thought about this. I guess I shouldn't be thinking about it this way. Maybe ways of reframing thinking, re- ways of doing things differently or more yeah, or less. No, absolutely. I agree. So that's a, that's a good start to, to start refraining that. But if you really want to go on the, on a deeper level, you have to explore yourself and, you know, mm-hmm. just for, for, um, for our listeners to understand. So there's, when I refer to uh, going deeper and deeper, so because there's the behavioral, you know, kind of like a level where we behave, we're just there yep. in the moment. Yep. And, uh, but when we go a little bit deeper, so that means um, what triggers this behavior? So it falls back to our patterns that we learned over time That's right. uh, in our lives. And when we go even <laughs> deeper than that, that is where the belief system is. Yep. So in, you know, the other way around, sometimes in our past, we experienced an an extraordinary incident we all have to some extent so in my uh, case it was that tragic uh, trauma that i experienced but it doesn't have to be that strong it can be something else we experienced something where we reacted to it and we trained ourselves without knowing better mm-hmm. <clears throat> that you know something that we tell ourselves in that moment to help you and support us because that's what we do. And we said something along the lines of like, I can't, or I don't belong. And there are thousands of others like that. So we, we taught ourselves something that I call elephant thinking. It's a false belief. It worked for us at that time, but then we allowed it without knowing better, of course, Mm -hmm. to become our belief. And therefore, our belief system created based on one or more of these um, beliefs that we created on our own, we are experiencing patterns in our life. So what are patterns? So I always make the the example, it's kind of like a stop sign that is showing up in your life again and again and again. I'm waving my hand in front of my eyes. It's kind of like going in circles. And we wonder each time, why is this showing up in my life? I thought I've dealt with it in the past. But it's not because it's just our internal system telling us, hey, everything is fine. As you programmed us in the past, it's just a reminder to that. But because, you know, we are not conscious about that any longer yeah. because many, many years happened. We developed the belief, then the belief system, then the patterns and therefore we behave accordingly so whenever we try and i use this example because i always say this is it's kind of like walking like an egyptian so you don't want to walk like an egyptian so i use this kind of like this the hand is the behavior and you want to go and walk into a new direction and this is the belief system i'm pointing to my elbow you know you walk in want to go into this direction your belief system will always carry you in that direction that you have programmed it in the past without knowing better. And so therefore, what you can do is you can change today when you're made aware of letting go and letting in because what we first do is we discover your core elephant thinking or false belief. It's kind of like that first domino piece that started Mm -hmm, all that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And then we flipped it around. And because this is a guided session where you experience something new on the other side, where you start to let in what is already there, also guided by me, we are creating a new experience and creating therefore a new memory for yourself that you can fall back on safely. I love that. Because that is what it needs. You need that. That, that encouragement of yourself. You're, you're, you have experienced it before. And like, yes, I did it once, so I can do it again. Yeah. But you, no, I love that. You, you, yeah. Yeah. So if people, I mean, people listening by now, they're probably going, this is very cool. This is very cool. So, I mean, my mind goes to, you know, this thing we all talk about, the programmed idea and the remembered idea and what's the future idea I want to create. Um, so, if somebody is listening now and saying, I want to learn more about Uwe, I want to learn more, 
but also what does his process look like? If I would call Uwe now and I connect with him, what would that look like? How would how would we work together? So maybe somebody from Canada is listening in Toronto, maybe somebody on the West Coast in San Francisco is listening, maybe somebody in, in Delhi, India is listening and say, oh, this is interesting. I, I, I want to learn more about what this process looks like. What does it look like when you work with people in a very practical manner? Is it is it something you do on a period of time? Is it a is it a, 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 a you know a sixty day, ninety day, one hundred and twenty day, six months uh, process where it brings me to the other side of my my current stage? Yeah, it is a process, definitely. And uh, you know the, the best way to start this process because I do monthly uh, live demonstrations of how I help my clients. There's nothing to buy. There's, uh, you know, no, uh, no video recording replays and so on. So it's really live interacting how I help my clients and uh, go, walk you through that whole process. And uh, how I work with my clients is essentially one-on-one. -on -one. And, you know, what also, well, let me just go back to the, uh, you know, who I help with and who this is for, first mm -hmm. of all, because that is also very important, if I may. Please. And as, thank you. So, you see, what I realized, um, you know, from all these years I'm, I'm working with these high achievers was that, you know, these, um, I started with uh, business owners, executives, uh, medical professionals, and their VIPs, as I call them, they're very important partners at home. And so typically from the perspective of these uh, VIPs, too often they kind of like feel they're down here, while from the perspective of the breadwinner, they are up here. And the VIP, they resent that. They feel Kind of like abandoned, they ask themselves, what about me? What's the next step in my career? Uh, why don't you spend more time with me and the kids? Then the anguishing arguments start, you know, and then the big D is looming at the horizon. And if they go that route of a divorce, essentially what it means is they decided to live an independent life outside of marriage. So this is where I come into the picture. What I do and what I do differently because I'm not a family therapist and I'm not mm -hmm. a family counselor is I coach both partners at the same time, but separately. So they can regain their independence within their relationship, get rid of all the elephant thinking and so on, and start to level up to each other. And we do this in uh, regular evaluation sessions, which we call falling back in love sessions. Uh, lots of goosebumps moments. I'm mentioning that a lot. That's also part of uh, what I do in my podcast. You're asking always the goosebumps question at the end. But anyway, I digress. So, and when they, you know, are getting, you know, closer to eye, being eye to eye again, they are capable of upgrading to an interdependent relationship where they are eye to eye and enjoy unshakable togetherness, more free time and better results at work while practically eliminating the risk of a costly divorce. And so this all comes together. And, you know, in, in the AIM experience, uh, you know, we activate, uh, you know, um, your letting go, letting in mechanism in eight weeks. And then we go to the next phase uh, to implementation, which takes on five months, and then another five months for manifestation. And that is 12 months uh, working one-on-one uh, -on -one with me. I love that. And and do you work with people individually or is it always that you always look at the integrated piece where you work with both parties always, essentially? No, I work also individually. So we have single seats. So there's not, uh, so I, I offer both parts. So there's this, essentially, sometimes, you know, it started, how this all started was that, you know, I was asked by the life partners and spouses uh, very often, hey, can you coach me too? I said, yes. Mm. But this is the moment when I realized there is this dynamic, yep. this power dynamic in the relationship. Yep. So yep. I said, let's address the issue and uh, create something. And that is what the experience is based on. But yes, I have uh, clients who are, you know, or divorced and don't want to get you know, I came too late, they often tell me. Uh, so, but, but also want to be uh, prepared uh, for their next relationship. So, yes. Yeah, love it. Love it. Now, tell us a little bit more about Uwe, who Uwe is. I always love to, you know, when I have you on the podcast and, and you've been very, um, you know, you've been very open already with us. 
But let's talk about also maybe a little bit. People want to know who Uwe is. What does Uwe do for fun? I mean, you live in an area which is absolutely tremendous for hiking, for skiing, for biking, for running, for walking, for all these kinds of things. What are some of the things people don't know about you? Because in a podcast, always these opportunities to say, well, you know, people don't really know about that I do this. What people don't know about me typically is that I was at one point uh, a music producer and DJ. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. This was this was a part, and essentially it happened after my dad died, and I was kind of like, no, not hospitality. I was really kind of like looking something where I just couldn't have fun. And uh, my love to music was the biggest uh, motivation at that time. And so I just really dove into that. And uh, well, today I still, I have an ongoing playlist that I just adding, adding, adding. Currently I'm at 25 hours <laughs> a day. It. That's so awesome. Could, could run. So that's a that's fun awesome. fact. Is it but, under your name? Really, or do you have like an artist's name under which you publish? No, no, no. This was at times, you know, uh, yeah, I had an art, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> don't change. It was a, He's not going to tell us that. There were no <laughs> DJ names at that time. <laughs> so, I love it. That's awesome. It was so early that on. That is awesome. It was in the 80s. Look, I, I became a DJ in the 80s. Oh, yeah. So that's, uh, it's, uh, it's a long time ago. That was old but school the, when we really stood there like with the, with the headphones and you actually couldn't beat match it on the mixer. You actually had to beat match it manually. Yeah, yeah. So, belt drive. <laughs> That's right. Drive. Excellent. that's right so that, that's a fun so the other thing i i I've, i kept up again is uh, photography so i love doing uh, photography some uh, nerding out you know also my setup in the studio it's kind of like reflected by that yeah and uh, i have a lot of fun with that other than that i really enjoy uh you know uh, hanging out with friends when you can <laughs> so that's when, right when that's right Finally, allowed, we're back. Safe, that's right we're back so, so here's so it was kind of like yeah, go ahead. Here's here's the real question now. What's your favorite coffee shop in Rotterdam now? Because you're like obviously the connoisseur because you grew up with it. What is the favorite coffee shop in Rotterdam? Somebody listening saying, "Oh, we're going to go to Munich next year. Oh, we're going to be in Munich later this year. We want to go to Tegern and say, where should they go for coffee?" I hate to say it, it's it's very hard, and <laughs> you don't get that coffee <laughs> experience that we. <laughs> Uh, offered so at uh, but what I would say is and it has nothing to do with coffee so but what Tegensee is very very famous for is its beer uh, because Bavaria and beer you know they go That's hand right. in hand and so every every village has their own brewery but this one is very special it's very it's, it's also a very good one and it's uh, based in a in a monastery in an old monastery where I I also went to school so it was my gymnasium and we get. Yep. Uh, but gymnasium in a, it's a high, a high school and uh, you know and uh, there was always uh, the notion of like yeah let's go to school and let's go don't go to the brewery part of that right so yes we never did that and uh, we were never 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 and we didn't see uh teachers there too never so <laughs> so it was really <laughs> that experience. i love that so and it's called uh, Bräustübel. It's Brauhaus Tegernsee, so brewery Tegernsee, and it's world famous. So they export their beer um, into all four corners of the world. So nowadays, and uh, it's it's really uh, love it. a tasteful, love, lovely beer. I love it. That's awesome. That's a good tip. Thank you for that. Uwe, yeah. if people want to get in touch with you, um, what is it best to how to connect with you? How do people best reach you? How do people best find you? Particularly also, I know you mentioned earlier, you're doing these, is it once a month, I believe, free sessions yes. where people can participate for about an hour and kind of just observe, participate, be uh, be part of uh, experiencing you, your work, and, and your process. Um, tell us a little bit about what's the best way for us to connect with you there. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. So. Yes, simply go to my website, uh, www.uvedarkhorn.com. That's U-W-E-D-O-C-K-H-O-R-N.com. And there you find, you know, uh, because we always do uh, the first Tuesday of the month, we do uh, 
uh, we, we post an announcement of the next one of our live demonstrations of how I have my clients. There's also other resources. You find a case study, one of my clients. And uh, so we're planning also a quiz uh, very soon uh, to be published. So I think that's a good start uh, to yeah. just get to know me a little bit better and understand and be there. So the live demonstration is for free. Uh, so you can uh, always uh, get there. And it's a very good start to, yeah, yeah just I got to tell you guys listening when you go to Uwe's website I, I think I said this to you the first time we spoke as well it's so clean it's so clear it is really actually a joy to go there because you really get a feeling who you are and it's so well organized also in regards to how somebody can engage with you um, which I which I absolutely love so there's the the German perfectionist in terms of uh, uh, what it should <laughs> be just, like you know uh, take I a just want to give you I just wanted to give you back the same from German to German <laughs> because Thank I you. love your website as well. <laughs> so. Thank you. No, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I was, I was, uh, it's not about, I don't mean to be patriotic about it, but you know this, we both know this. there's so much stuff out there in the internet and sometimes you just want to get straight to the point and it's, it's hard to do that. And some moments we do it well and some moments not so well. Uh, but uh, I absolutely love your site. So that's, that's fantastic. Uwe, any okay. final thoughts, anything you want to talk about we haven't talked about which you think maybe there's a listener there who can benefit from it smart words smart advice something well we haven't talked about uh, the <laughs> the you know the connection to my dad being the bartender that's right i think we we should we got to uh, talk about should, that right we should do that at uh, whatever you prefer we can do it as another time uh, no, no 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 let's talk about it absolutely let's talk let's about, talk it. about okay. it yeah, let's, let's talk about let's it. Talk about it a bit. So, yeah, I think we 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 came uh, to that <laughs> to that understanding when we were first met. And uh, by the way, we were introduced by another German that we both. That's right, mutual <laughs> friend. Appreciate, a good friend. Yeah. Appreciate very much. And so, yes, we found out that uh, you know we have this background uh, both in hospitality and. Uh, so that uh, and so then we, then we shared about this, and so I, I yep. just shared a little bit about my dad when he was bar chief. So, he, for example, there was this there's this pool on uh, a roof pool, and essentially when the Beatles were in in Munich uh, in Germany and in Munich, they were there, uh, you know, uh, you know, visiting the pool, <laughs> having a jump in, and he came home and uh, always told us the story. Look. You know, they just look like wet uh, rats with the hair kind of like down there. Well, it was the 60s, of course. Obviously, it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah, yeah. funny, always kind of like referring to that. And so there are a lot of anecdotes like that, you know, that uh, was really interesting. And the other one that we talked about was that we have, I, ha I still have um, a small notebook where he wrote down uh, all the recipes uh, of his right. career. And that's, right. uh, we sh that's also a, a connecting dot where we should uh, maybe have a call session about that. So we can. That's right. We should, we should have like a call in. We should have a live call in where people call for recipes from the, as, yes. as we say in the French German way, chef de bar, right? Yes. In regards to, in regards to putting that all together, which would be unbelievable uh, and, and, and a lot of fun to actually do that. Yeah, and we, but, I, I think we said. I think we said we may actually publish one, right, and sell it for the, like as a yeah, as a recipe book or something. I think we already said that we this is going to be a project we're going to do together. So yeah, let's, no, I love let's that. Focus. And so it's look funny. Out I mean, for that. You, I love this. I mean, if guys, if you're traveling, if you're listening, if you're traveling to Munich, you got to go visit this hotel. It's Bayerischer Hof in Munich. Bayerischer Hof in Munich. So Bayerisch is essentially the German way of Bavarian. saying Bavarian, and Hof is like the courtyard uh, the courtyard and and so it's h-o-f um uh, the way it's spelled and it's in M München. it's right in the center of town and as i said earlier the, when, when we talked about this i was laughing so hard because my first cocktail was in the basement of harry's new york bar which is literally across the street in a little street, as we yeah. say gasse um yeah. And I forgot the name of the Gasse, Hofkuber Gasse, or something like that. Well, and I, and yeah. there's a there's Harry's New York bar downstairs, and we drove from Stuttgart two and a half hours to Munich. Five of us in my VW, and the other thing is connected us. You and I both have VWs, right? As a first car, uh, yes, Volkswagen exactly. first cars. Beatles. And so we, 
Yeah, exactly. Beetles, not the not the wet rats in the pool. The the thing which four wheels you can drive on the street. Exactly. <laughs> and and uh, th- th- it's just very funny. So that was my first swimming pool. Coincidentally, and now we're back at the swimming pool. The wet rats, the beetles, and everything else. Um, but that was my first cocktail down there on the piano bar. Oh, there was a bar and there was a piano in the middle. You probably remember that. Um, mm-hmm. And I would imagine. I mean, the, the, the bar in Munich is Schumann's, which is, uh, he was kind of the creator of the modern cocktail sphere. I would imagine that probably between you or father being chef de bar, the two of, did they, did the two of them know each other? No, no, no. This was uh, much later. When, much later when, than uh, a little bit. Much later than this, yeah. Uh, um, see, so I'm, I'm losing my timing here, but uh, either way, I mean, what a great story. I mean, this is like, uh, in the context of food and beverage at a hotel like this, chef de bar is a power position. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. So that's uh, that's certainly something which is which is awesome. Will yeah, be final so words, final words final to people thoughts. listening. I just want to absolutely. I want to briefly share something which is I hope very valuable, and it's the secret uh, vitality formula of liberating lifestyle. Is that okay? Absolutely, I cool. insist. So, you can you can uh, do we can do this together. So right. um, if you don't mind, let's let's do this together. It, it so, seems like yeah, it seems like I'm going to have to do something now. I'm already nervous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how it's on the other side. <laughs> no, it's a good a good fun. So um, so one of the biggest issues typically you know that comes up is fear. And I always ask my clients at one point. So can you imagine a scale? And I let them draw a line. You know, on yep. the left side, on the left side, um, you know, of that scale is fear. And then I ask them, what is on the other side of that scale? What do you think? What is on the other side of that scale? On the one side, there is fear. Stefan, what do you think? Uh, contentment and surrender. Good. Well, it's trust. So you have fear on the one side and you have trust on the other side of the spectrum. Then I ask them to imagine where are they right now in this very moment on that scale. So are you in the center? Are you closer to fear? Because you just mentioned... I'm closer, oh, I'm I'm closer to trust, maybe a six yeah. and a half to seven. Cool. Excellent. So wonderful. And I hope, uh, you know, uh, your listeners uh, can do this little exercise right now. It just doesn't take long. Okay. Now imagine below that there is another line, but this time it is an arrow that starts from the left and goes to the right. Now the left side uh, gets a, a zero and the right side gets the infinity symbol, the eight that is lying on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I ask them, how is this second line, the arrow, related to the one above that goes from fear to trust accordingly? So just name it. What what do you think it is? Limitation. Well, it's energy. So think about that. So that means every time you feel you're closer to fear, you're losing energy. Mm-hmm. And every time you decide to trust, you gain energy. And that's simple, right? Mm-hmm. And I call mm-hmm. this secret vitality uh, formula, and it is E for energy equals T for trust minus F for fear. E equals T minus F. Simple, it. It's very mind. simple, but it makes it makes complete sense. Um, and, and yeah, and I think it's you know it's a it's a great invitation. Um, even this little moment of exercise you did with me to kind of really start reflecting, start understanding about yourself, why you rank yourself at that level, and then the point of what you just said, energy, which becomes that self limiting belief, um, which is uh, it, I love it. I love it. Thank you for for elaborating on that a little bit. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you. Uwe, I want to say thank you. I want to be respectful of your time. And, and this has been um, such a privilege, such a, such a pleasure to have you here. Um, any, any other final thoughts from your side for our listeners or anything that you think is going to be spoken into the universe that's going to be helpful? 
Well, first of all, thank you so much, uh, Stephen. It was really a pleasure being here with you today. And uh, we hope we can continue our conversation as, <laughs> as Aza. Most Aza. certainly. Most certainly. <laughs> definitely, definitely will. And just for our listeners here, so, you know, take it to heart, you know, that uh, there is not only letting go, there's always an opportunity to let in what, uh, what, uh, what uh, of something that is already there in that very moment that you can, so you can feel and perceive and it's there, it's waiting for you. It's kind of like that little thing under your nose and you don't see it yet, but it is there. And I promise you, you will uh, make the, the next best step uh, towards uh, transforming your life uh, much easier. Absolutely love it. Uwe, thank you again. Folks, when this music plays, you know where we're at. The song is called Out of Time. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Uwe Duckhorn for being with us today. All the way from Tegernsee, close to München, Munich in Germany. And besides that, we found all these discoveries. They connect us about cocktails, cars, and the work we do in really, really creating impact with people and making lives and making in people's lives a big difference with positive impact. Thank you again to Munich and to Tegernsee and Rotaregan. As you know, my name is Stefan Tiringer. Please check us out on Raw Rants, which is R-A-W-R-A-N-T-S dot com. We will also put a block up there, which will relate to Uwe's session of today, which is Uwe Dokon. U-W-E-D-O-C-K-H-O-R-N.com. Go check his website out. You're going to find so much information there. And remember, as he just outlined with an example from me, it's all about the energy you bring to the table or the energy you allow, not just surrender, but the energy you let in. And that ultimately really affects the change in your life. As you know, when this music plays, then there's only one thing left, and that is Uwe and Stefan, and we're out. Thank you, Uwe. You've been listening to Raw Rants. Our hope is to interview guests that will help you leap ahead by learning from them, their experiences, their hardships, and their wins. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, check out the website at rawrants.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Raw Rants Podcast. See you next time on Raw Rants. Rants.